Welcome to Lit in Love. I'm Haley. And I'm Mariah. And this is a podcast about books and the love in books. Buckle up for this thriller by Daphne du Maurier, the first author that we have discussed twice on this podcast. Twice. The first one that has that honor. (laughs) She's racking them up. As hopefully you know, we did do Rebecca. Uh, We talked about Rebecca many moons ago on the pod, uh, Mm -hmm. and it was a great book. So shout out to our friend Caitlin. Rebecca is her favorite, and then she let me borrow this book, Jamaica Inn, and keep it for like three years before I read it and gave it back to her. (laughs) She gave me two books. Uh, One I did not finish, and then this one I did, and it was great. That is great. So it was published, did I even say the name of the book? Jamaica Inn. It was published in 1936, and it's a period piece set in Cornwall, England in the 1820s. It is inspired by Du Maurier's uh, Stay at the Real Jamaica Inn, which actually still exists, according to Wikipedia, uh, as a pub in the middle of Bobman Moor. So possibly you can go visit the Jamaica Inn, which sounds pretty fun to me. So Bodmin Moor, is that a town? I think Bodmin. Bodmin Moor. I feel like that's mentioned in the book also. So it's gotta be a place. It's a place that exists. It's the most haunted place I've ever heard of. Bodmin Moor. Moor. Yeah. Um, Another note is she wrote a period piece that was over a hundred years prior. Yeah. Which is notable. She it's like that would be like it. us writing about. I guess that would be like us writing about World War One. So that's not that weird. It's weird when it's way like to us. It's way in the past. Like, yeah. Like Outlander is double past. It's like <laughs> oh, it's World War Two, but then also it's like a hundred years before. Oh, it's so great. Love it. There are a bunch of adaptations of this story. Like, there's radio shows, there's TV shows, there's a movie by Hitchcock, who he also adapted her other book, Rebecca, into a movie. So he enjoyed Du Maurier's vibes. Yeah, that's right. And I looked at it, I looked at his film adaptation. It came out three years after the book. So he was on it. Oh, I I haven't Googled it. I wonder if they were buds or not. I hope so. He didn't, he wasn't great with women, but. But he's adapting her stories. Yeah. So hopefully. But yeah, it does have like some of the same vibes as Rebecca. It's like haunted places. Or not like, this one's not technically haunted. It's like ruined by humans, but it's still Mm -hmm. like haunting. Mm -hmm. So the same same kind of vibes mm-hmm. um i will advise there are trigger warnings for murder um and attempted uh sexual assault on the main character uh it happens at like the very end and it's like this crazy scene that i will get to wow. but this dude is obviously terrible mm. and uh just he's super drunk and tries to get away with what he can get away with while he's like cat captured mary so we will get into it but just trigger warning for that and so i'm gonna get started with all the characters there are not that many mary yellen is the main character she is younger than we are she's 23 (laughs) years old and she lives on a farm with her parents i think that she was the only child she's like very strong and like stable and has it together i really liked her character she yes she was afraid of stuff at certain times Um, but she took initiative to try and figure out the mystery. She's trying to take care of her aunt. She's kind of a badass. And she mentions, like, several times that she, like, doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to be stuck with a man. Mm. Uh, so she, like, recognizes that that's usually, like, a negative thing. (laughs) And then her mom doesn't, like, have a name. It just was, like, Mary's mother. Love it. She was very kind and kind of a workaholic, like, Uh, Mary's father died before her mother and so it's just her and Mary like working the entire farm by themselves. They're very like hard workers and they loved nature, they loved all their animals Um, and so Mary's mom, it was really sad, she died, she was dying for like a year and Mary was like taking care of her and I think it was a heart problem that she died but um, 
her mom made her promise that when she died that she wouldn't stay at the farm alone that she would sell the farm and go live with their only family which is her aunt patience mm. even though mary was sad and didn't want to leave the town that she'd always known and their farm she's like i made a promise to my mom i'm gonna do it she goes to stay with her aunt patience and her aunt patience is she used to be this like beautiful fun flirty uh girl who like had her pick of like the suitors in the small town where they lived. Uh, she had like a very wealthy like farmer's son propose to marry her, uh, but she ended up choosing to marry this like outside wealthy guy, Joss, and he basically ruins her and it's so sad. She's like a shell of who she was. She's a victim of like a terrible marriage and domestic abuse and Mary is trying to save her. Oh, Joss. <sighs> So what I will say is there's, so there's a family of the Merlins, which also, like, it's a great name, the Merlins, mm -hmm. and they have great nicknames. <laughs> so his name is Joss, but his real name is Joshua, and he is terrible and scary. He's supposed to be, like, seven foot tall oh and, like, dark-haired, swarthy dude, and he, like, gets drunk for days on end, and then when he's not drunk, he's just, like, super violent and super mean and just creepy he's he gives mary bad vibes immediately he sounds like um stanley from a streetcar named desire yes yes, yes except yes. rich he's just apparently except well i guess he was rich Ooh. t it's he like kind of tricked patience a little bit um because he is rich because he like has this inn that he's okay. bought or he like rents or whatever but we will we will get into it okay but yeah, he's a terrible person, and he, like, had a very violent childhood. He had a bunch of brothers, and they all became criminals. Oh. Um, I, like, I likened it, because, like, all the brothers looked the same, sort of. They're all, like, really big dudes. And I was thinking of, like, when you would play sports, and then the other team would come in, and they would all be, like, really tall and buff, and the parents would just be like, what are these kids eating? Like, what's going on? Why are they so different from everybody else? So that's what I thought of when I was reading this book. <laughs> so then his youngest brother is the only other brother that they really talk about. His nickname is Jem. Cute. His name is Jeremiah. He is the youngest brother out of all of the brothers. I don't remember how many there are, but he was born way later than them. Like he is Mary's age. He's like 20, 20-ish. Let's say uh, seven, because seven brides for seven brothers. Seven brothers. Oh my gosh. I've never seen it. I don't really want Sidebar. to. Sidebar. Si you, won't, you won't like it. Yeah. Um, it's great, and I love it because I watched it long enough ago. <laughs> yeah, I would be screaming. I already yeah. know myself. Um, but sidebar, not anything related to the podcast, but Seven Brothers. Um, my boss, not my direct supervisor, my other boss, who's like closer in age to me, we started talking about musicals, and that one is one of her favorites as well. <laughs> I was like, yes. Nice. It's great. And did you both acknowledge, like, how you feel oh, about yeah. the message? We were <laughs> okay. like, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible, but we love That's it. That's great. That's great. <laughs> we all have those things. So, yeah, we're going to just say there's seven. Uh, don't come for me. It'll be fine. I don't actually care about that. Um, <laughs> so he is, like, handsome and charming. Like, he is, like, a softer version of his brothers. Nice. Like, obviously, he hasn't lived as many years, but he, like, he's, like, a petty thief, so he's still a criminal. He, like, steals horses and repaints them and sells them to other paints? people. Uh, he's, yeah, like, paints them. It's, he's a scoundrel. I love it. Uh, he, like, he likes Mary as soon as he meets her. Uh, she's like very, like I said, she doesn't want no man, but he's like, if you ever want to hang out with me, I'm very close. <laughs> so he's always trying to flirt with her and she's like, I can't do this. And then next character, I love saying it. It's the vicar. Oh yeah. Uh, he's like religious man, Reverend Francis Davy. In the book, he's described as like a soft-spoken albino man who sometimes speaks in riddles. All right. And he's like, chilling he's like a weird he's there's just something off about him even when he's being nice he's just kind of creepy oh. he's got those 
weird vibes and she the author like made him just creepy enough to when even when he's being helpful that you believe that he's a terrible person at the end okay yes i love a creepy pastor i know there's hot priest but i love a creepy vicar (laughs) the dichotomy exactly there's two sides of a coin i love the creepiness of the uh priest in uh midnight mass who is also a hot priest he pulls both sides off oh yes but yes, he yes. Ha- he's got both when in his older years he is very much a creepy creep so <laughs> love that yes he's yeah he's like creepy he like lives alone with his housekeeper oh. it, he's just weird hannah is the housekeeper she's mentioned like several times she seems very kind you gotta be but also she is serving a criminal i don't know if she knows i don't think she's she does doing her best Hannah's doing her best <laughs> yeah Hannah is doing her best. So Joss has like a gang of like thieves and hoodlums. One of them by name, his name is Harry the Peddler. He's the gross dude who tries to attack Mary. Hate it. Um, A peddler is just, yeah, he's gross. Um, He's just like a salesman, a peddler of goods. That's basically, it's just spelled differently for some reason and made me think that it was another job. (laughs) And then the, like, authority figure in the book is Squire Basat. And I don't know if I'm saying his name correct. Didn't care to look. Um, Squire, he's, like, the local magistrate. Policeman dude. He owns a lot of the land. So I think that he either owns the land that the Jamaica Inn is on, or he owns the Jamaica Inn and Joss pays him rent. So one of those things. Landlord. Yeah. he Yeah, he's a stuffy dude. He's very wealthy. Uh, he has always wanted to shut down Joss. Like, he didn't know, obviously, what Joss was going to do with the Jamaica Inn. So he wants it back, but he can't get it back because Joss is crazy. Oh. <laughs> so he's always looking for ways to get it sure. out of his hands. And then Mrs. Bassat, wife of the squire, she's like a very kind woman. She's very wealthy, and she buys back her own horse. <laughs> that one that has been painted. It's great. Okay. Painted. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And she pays so much money for it. <laughs> it's so funny. She is kind enough, though, to offer Mary a job, like, at the end, like, offer Mary a place to stay after the whole thing happens. So she's, like, she's rich, but she's still nice. Cool. All right. All the characters. And then, like I said, there's like a gang of thieves and I do not know the rest of their names. There's probably like six of them all together. Faceless, nameless dudes. Sure. Some cronies. Yeah. To fill out the pack. Yeah. And so, like I talked about before, her mom passes away and she is left to deal with all the stuff of her burying her mom, selling the farm, selling the animals, all that stuff. And she writes to her aunt saying that she's going to come. And um, she remembers writing letters to her aunt before, and the letters were, like, very happy and kind. And this letter that she receives back is, like, very cold and, like, devoid of her aunt's personality. Basically saying, like, yeah, she can come, but she has to, like, earn her keep. There's no money for her to be had. Like, all that stuff. And so that's, like, the first sign, and Mary's like... Maybe she's just tired. Hopefully it'll be fine. <laughs> and so Mary makes this journey, which I think takes like at least two days. I The time is so weird because they have to travel so little at a time. But she goes on a coach and the coach like doesn't really want to take her where she's going. Like several people that she was riding with are like, oh, you shouldn't be going there. Like a young oh. lady shouldn't be going to the Jamaica Inn. It was like a real Dracula, Jonathan Harker situation. Yes. <laughs> All the villagers being like, buddy, that castle? Really? Don't do it. Don't do it. So yeah, there's like, I think the coach told her and then these two other passengers were like, you shouldn't go. She's like, oh well, God. and but they wouldn't obviously tell her why. So she's like, of course I have to go. I have to figure it out. If they would have told her, then maybe she wouldn't have gone. But just one more reference. There's a Blake Lively movie where she's attacked by a shark. And that also happens in that movie. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. It's actually pretty good. She's a pretty good actress. Okay. Heed the warnings. The Ides <laughs> yes. of March. The locals. They will tell you. <laughs> They'll tell you. Exactly. They, they will. They know more than you. And it's like, if they're that afraid, why did you want to go? Unless you know for sure that it's not there. You know? Like, these yeah. people, Mary had no idea. Jonathan Harker had no idea. There's no way that to know 
that they were wrong. But she gets there, and I feel like the coach doesn't take her all the way inside, like all the way to the door. Or as soon as she gets out, he like leaves. Like he does not want to be there. Tuck and roll. Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. So she gets there, it's like dreary and dark. The inn is literally like on the coast, on the cliffs. So like really painting a picture of the just like the sky and the ocean right behind it. Yeah. It's empty and she's greeted by her aunt who's basically, like I said, she's like a shell of who she was. Her clothes are like tattered. She's kind of scatterbrained and she repeats things and she's really fearful. So Mary's like, this is bad. And then she meets her uncle Joss, who's terrible. He gets drunk. He, half of the time he's like terrible and yells at people and the other half he's just super drunk. Mm. And so Mary's like, this is a bad idea. This is a bad plan that I, I should leave. But she doesn't want to leave her aunt and her aunt won't come with her. Mm-hmm. So Mary's like trying to figure out how to save her aunt and escape. And she doesn't know what Joss does for a living because nobody is allowed to stay at the inn. Oh my goodness. He like drives any travelers who don't know the reputation. He like drives them out. It seems to be only open for, like, his buddies to come and drink alcohol. Of course, Mary's like, I don't know what's going on here. Joss, like, is gone late in the nights and early in the morning. Sometimes he leaves for, like, days at a time. Shipments of things, like, wagons come and go. And his men, like, will come and show up and get drunk and be terrible to each other. And so even though Mary was told that she had to, like, earn her keep or whatever, they don't really have a job for her mm. because it, nobody's staying at the, the end. Plan. So she's kind of, yeah, she's kind of left her own devices and, like, trying to unravel this mystery and, like, just helping her aunt deal with Joss as a person. Wow. Because he's terrible. And during the time Joss's younger brother, Jem, shows up and silly tries to start flirting with Mary, she at first is like, nope, don't want to deal with you. You're related to Joss and I know he's <laughs> terrible. But he finally, like, wore her down, and they end up, like, walking the moors together. He has, like, a very tiny little house that's, like, kind of close to where Joss lives, the Jamaica Inn. Uh, But it's, like, in the moors. It's, like, a little, like, shack Mm -hmm. with him. Just him living there. He, like, talks about his life and about Joss and him's, like, upbringing. Their dad was also a terrible person. His brothers were terrible to him. It just, like... It's a sad life, but also it's like, yeah, he's the youngest (laughs) child. And so his mom obviously loved him so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, his mom died literally on Christmas. It's such a sad, it's such a sad detail. (laughs) It's such a sad detail. And I was like, why did you put this in? Yeah. He's like very, I feel like pretty open and talking about things. Like he wants a friend. He seems nice. Mm. And one day when he, or one day when Mary and Joss, like, have an argument. Like, he does something terrible. And Mary is always sticking up for herself and for patience, but Joss is, like, a big dude, so she doesn't push him too far. She ends up trying to go find Jem, but she gets lost in the moors because she's still not used to the directions yet. Lost in the moors. Common theme. Yes. Which, like, I... Absolutely. That would be me. Yeah. There's... <laughs> I would always be lost it's in the, the moors. <laughs> That's amore. It's, yeah, it's amore. There are no distinguishable uh, characteristics. It's just hills. But so when she's like wandering around, she meets the vicar for the first time and he like meets her. He drives her back home. So that's when she first meets him. He's like, he's like nice, but she's like, he's weird. (laughs) And so these things keep happening at the inn. And at one point, Mary thinks that somebody has been murdered at the inn. And she's like so freaked out. She can't find any evidence. Her aunt always tells her to like lock her Mm. door when she goes to sleep, which would literally kill me. Yeah, (laughs) Like I would not be able to sleep. Mary just did it. Oh gosh. (sighs) So scary. But yeah, she thinks because she sometimes like listens when all the dudes are there like being drunk. Oh, of course. And she's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Even though Patience is like, don't do it. Oh, whatever. You have to know. Yeah, she has to know. Well, because, like, she, it's so... Patience is very mysterious about things. Like, she wants to tell Mary, but she doesn't. And then sometimes when Joss is really drunk, he wants to tell mm. Mary, but he doesn't. So it's just, like, this, like, evil thing has happened. And it Mary is trying to figure out what it is and I while I was reading it was like this is driving me crazy because I was like trying to list (laughs) I was trying to list all the things it could be right I was like all right is it a dog fighting ring 
What's going is on? Is he murdering people? <laughs> what is this evil? And like I said, sometimes Joss will literally just be drunk for days. And that's the only time when, like, he's manageable and Patience kinds of like, kind of, like, takes over. And she will take care of him like he's a child. Mm. So she's like, he needs me. And Mary's like, alrighty then. One time when he's away, uh, the squire, who, like I said, is like a landlord, he, like, comes in with a servant demanding to be let in. And there's nothing that they can really say since Joss is not there. So they let him in. He, like, searches the whole thing and tries to find some evidence of him being bad. And he asks Mary, like, straight up, what's going on? And Mary says, she ends up lying and saying that there's nothing illegal going on, which, like, she knows isn't true. She just doesn't have any evidence. She doesn't know why she lies for him. Mm. It's just kind of like, she's like, I'm protecting Patience right now. Yeah, that's good. I'd probably do the same. Yeah, because Patience won't leave. Like, I think Mary brings it up to her, like, at least twice. And Patience is like, nope, can't do it. I mean, it's that's just how abuse works, unfortunately. I know. I know. I'm like, Mary, you should just, like, lie and say that you're going to go do something together and then just leave. <laughs> but I don't think Patience ever leaves the house. Um, so another Christmas, significant Christmas, which is, like I said, I think Jem, like, tells her this story about his mom, like, dies on Christmas and then is like, do you want to go to this Christmas thing with me? <laughs> And so she ends up going with him, I think, to the town, like, over or the closest town, which, like, is, like, probably a couple of hours drive away. Like, they go in a carriage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they go in a carriage. Too much. And they go to this, like, Christmas market. He, like, buys her, like, so, uh, like I think a handkerchief and, like, some earrings. And they are, like, flirty and it's fun. Cute. That's when he, like, is trying to sell some ponies that he's stolen. And that is when... <laughs> so Mrs. Bassat comes and was like, oh my gosh, the children, their horse has been lost. So we have to buy them a new horse. And Jem, oh. Jem at first was like recognizing that he stole their horse, was trying to be like, oh, this horse is already sold. Like, I'm just holding it for the person who bought it. <laughs> and she just like insisted because she's a rich lady. And so she's like, no, 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 I will pay whatever it is. I will pay more. And so yeah. It was so much money that Jem was like, all right, fine. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to solve my problems with money, and you're going to cater to that because I am rich. It's so funny. And, like, Mary is, like, standing away from the sale happening, and she's like, you are incorrigible. <laughs> Youngest child. Crime. Criminal. So good. Crime. Um, and so he asks her to stay the night with him in a hotel. He's like, I'll get us a room and we can stay here. And she says no. Scandal. Yep. She says no. She's like, I can't do it. And he's not like mad or anything, which I was like, good. You shouldn't be. Right. And then he goes to like get the carriage and then he doesn't return. And so Mary starts getting really worried and she thinks that he's been arrested for his horse thievery and there's no way that she can like get to him or get back. She like goes looking for him and they're like, yep, they, some of these guys like went and took him somewhere. So she's like, great, now I have to get back home somehow. And the only way that she can do it, because she doesn't know anybody, oh. is start walking. It's like cold. Oh my gosh. It's December. Ugh. So she starts walking. It's like bad weather. And she yeah. ends up being picked up by the vicar. And so he is uh, talking to, he's talking to her and basically um, saying that he's just had a meeting with like the local police about um, creating a patrol system for the coast to help in shipwrecks. And so she like, uh. he like gives her that piece of information and then he leaves the coach with her. And he walks back to his place because it's like closer to the Jamaica Inn. It's still a long walk, but he's like, I can make it. You take the coach. I just thought of a voice for him. <laughs> <laughs> the vicar? Yeah. It's. Ugh. Give it a whirl. I don't even know if it can come out of me, but. <laughs> Best be warned, child. <laughs> Must be warned. <laughs> the coasts are deadly. It's like a I like know. a very <laughs> like a very feathery like barely there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
He's just like, I kept picturing him and it was just weird. I was like, yeah, it's just this pale dude. <laughs> That's his whole thing. Yeah, his whole thing is being a pale dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so she's in the coach. And so the coach has a driver. So there's like a person driving her and they're going to drop her off. And he, then he's going to go back to wherever the vicar lives. While they're on their way there, they get attacked by Joss's group of thieves. The coach driver is killed. Uh, Mary is ho- held hostage by whatever his name, Harry. It's like the night on the moors and the coast. So scary. She's held hostage. He keeps trying to, like, uh, rape her, and it's gross. She keeps beating him up. And finally, he, like, ties her up. They're watching what is happening. So they're on the coast. And so Joss and his men are, like, purposely wrecking a ship into the rocks and then they murder any of the survivors and oh, steal all the goods. My gosh. Wow. Right? It's so terrible because there's all these people that are like coming oh. out of the water to try and get on land because their boat is crashed. And then Joss and his dudes are that just murdering them. It's so scary. It's so scary. And so Mary is forced to watch this from oh. the cliff, basically. Yeah. And so I did look up some stuff about wrecking which is the, like, I looked up Wikipedia and read it. It's like the practice of taking valuables from a shipwreck, which has been wrecked or run aground close to the shore. Um, it happened a lot in coastal communities. And now it's called marine salvage. It sounds so much nicer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, uh, and I, according to Reddit experts, the sh- wrecking that is being described in this story didn't actually happen that way. Like, there wasn't really a way to get ships to crash. But the, like, murdering and stealing of the shipwreck survivors was something that did happen. So it's like... I have a question. They're just waiting on the coast. Yeah, so they're just... So how in the story did they get their this other ship to run aground? I think, I think it was like they were... Um, Using, like, lights? Like, lanterns? Oh, just, like, confusing them? Bamboozling them? Yeah, like, confusing them as to where exactly they were. Like, the scene in Our Flag Meets Death. (laughs) (laughs) Only they were... Fake lighthouse, yeah. Yeah, they were, like, getting them to somehow come a different way. Wow. Um, So they had, like, guys with lanterns. So... It was really ter- it was a really terrible scene, Imagine. but you like figure out what has happened. They could use all this manpower and engineering know-how to successfully run an inn. Exactly. <laughs> I literally can't. They're turning away customers. It's, like, it's not a bad job. I Mama Mia tells us it's possibly the best job. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, that's literally what his men and him have been doing is, like, wrecking ships, taking all of the goods, selling them Mm -hmm. for themselves, and it's really bad. It's a terrible night, and they all return back to the inn, and she... And they're all, like, super drunk while they're doing it, which is even more terrifying. Yeah. So, she gets back, locks herself in her room, and doesn't want to come out, and... She's, like, trying to formulate escape plans. Mm. She's like, I now know what's going on. I have to go to the police. Like, we have to tell people what's going on. So Jem comes to try and see her, and she's locked in her room. And so he's, like, from the window. He, like, climbs into the window, and they he has a plan, but he won't tell her. And then she's like, I have a plan. You just have to help me get out of the house. So then he helps her get out, and she goes to the vicar's house. And she, he isn't home. The vicar isn't home, so he leaves a note. She leaves a note with his housekeeper. And then she goes to the squire's house. And the squire's wife is there saying that somebody already informed on Joss. And her husband has gone to the police. And uh, the police are headed to the inn. Like, everybody's headed to the inn. It's all going down at the inn. It's, yeah, it's all, like, happening. This is when the book is, like, going fast. I'm, like, reading really fast. <laughs> And so Mary has to be taken back to the inn. And so um, Mrs. Bassat, like some one of their coach drivers, takes her back. And they end up getting there before everybody else. And she finds Joss has been murdered in the, like, front room of the inn. Oh. And then everybody gets there. She doesn't want to go inside. The police go inside and find her aunt also murdered oh. upstairs. It's so sad. It's like she didn't make it. 
And so I think after all of that happens, like the investigation is not going to start. They're just going to, they're like getting all the bodies out of the inn. So the vicar, the vicar gets there having gotten her note and it's like, you can stay with me at my, I think it's called the alarm. I don't really. Stay with me at the alarm. (laughs) I don't even know what that voice was. (laughs) It's so good. Come stay. It's so good. Come stay. It's like a dying man. Okay. (laughs) So she goes to stay with uh, him. And while she's on the way there, she's like having a mental fight with herself because she's like, did Jem kill Joss and Patience? Because Jem didn't tell her his plan. He was like, I'm going to go do something. Please be safe. Please just. Did he seem upset too? Yeah, he was upset, like, when he went to go see Mary. And so she's like, I don't even know what his plan is. And so she's worried that it was Jim. Because she's like, Mm. I don't I barely even know this man. Like, yes, he's my friend, but I barely know him. So she's just having a, she's having a night. And then while at the vicar's house, like, I think she's, like, eating dinner. And she's kind of, like, looking around his house. She, like, finds this weird drawing in a drawer. She is snooping a little bit. But Mm. she finds this drawing in a drawer and it's a drawing of the vicar like preaching but he is drawn as a wolf and all of the congregation is drawn as like sheep in his house yes Hmm. it's like in a drawer in his house and it's just like a very creepy drawing did he draw it yeah he did and so she finds that and she's like all right that doesn't feel right at all. <laughs> and so she, like, tries to pretend that she hasn't seen it, but the vicar knows that she saw it, and he, like, comes in to talk to her. And then he just basically confesses that he was the mastermind. He was the ringleader of Joss and his men. He told them when ships were going to be coming in. The- <gasps> yeah. So he was the the watch party because he was, oh. Because he was in with, like, the police and everything. And so this uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas, like, job that Joss decided to do, he had not agreed to. Joss just decided to do this on his own. So that's why he went. He was like, it's getting out of control and the police are going to be here. So I'm just going to tie up loose ends and kill Joss and Patience. Right. So he takes her takes mary hostage threatening to kill her and so they leave and flee onto the moors his plan is to like escape across the moors get on a boat head for spain okay i just love how he's telling her everything that's happening yeah (laughs) and (laughs) so jem who is now with the squire and the police and some hunting dogs are on a chase to get Mary from the vicar and Jem finally gets close enough. So it's like a chase across the moors. It's like very intense. And he finally gets close enough to shoot at the vicar. And it's unclear if he actually gets him or if the vicar just throws himself off of a cliff. All right. (laughs) So he's, he's gone, but we don't know exactly, but Mary is saved and rests for like two days. I feel like after this, huh? All right. And so she stays, she stays with the squire and his wife for a little bit, taking care of their kids. They're like, we love you. You're so kind. The kids love you. If you want to stay here, uh, you can work for us. You can take care of the kids, help us with the animals, etc. Um, they really enjoy her company. But Mary is like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I want to go home. I didn't want to leave in the first place. So I'm going to go home. So she like packs up all of her belongings that she has. And... On the way, there's like a crossroads and she meets Jem and Jem is also leaving, but he's going the complete opposite direction from her. Hmm. And he's like, you should just come with me. <laughs> like, please come with me. They discuss, they discuss. And then finally she's like, all right, fine. I will go hmm. with you. And they go the opposite of her home. Yeah. So that is the end. And I hope that they live happily ever after because Mary deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Jem deserves it too. I like Jem as a character. I think. Me too. I, at first, I was like, "You're gonna be a bad dude because you're related to yeah. him." But then, prove me wrong. Yeah, prove me wrong. And that's good. Because recently we were talking about Beowulf and Friday the Thirteenth, and how there's this like theme of the 
creature or the evil villain and then the evil villain's mom who is also evil mm-hmm. and then uh spoiler for scream five i was listening to a podcast haven't even seen it but scream five <laughs> has that same ele- element of like uh generational murderers mm-hmm. and it's just like a common trope oh yeah so it's nice that that uh daphne dumoyer is able to be like no gem is a gem and he is his own person. Gem is a gem. Even though he's a criminal like the rest, it's a very different kind of crime. And like, yes, as someone who doesn't really care about uh, our judicial criminal justice system, you know, uh, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. He could paint a horse. Exactly. He's taking some horses. He's giving them back to their owners for a price. <laughs> yeah, they're rich. <laughs> I I love that scene so much. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> uh, some of my favorite quotes is one from Mary talking about Jem. Uh, for the sake of your bright eyes, Jem Merlin, I'll ride with you for no other reason. So, like, Jem can get it. He's obviously <laughs> very cute. Um, <laughs> and then something that Mary says that I really liked. Uh, cynicism and sentimentality were two extremes to be avoided. Wow, that's a good one. She's she's a level-headed girl. Sense she's great. And sensibility, really... <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> Sense and sensibility, <laughs> balance. Yeah. And, and like I said before, like Jem, like says something to her. He's like, "If you ever want me," and then he like doesn't say anything after that. It's great. <laughs> Who want me? And then he just and then he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and then another quote another quote from Jem that I didn't like is when he's talking about like the story of his family and Mary is like talking about how Joss is terrible to patients and he's just like, Yeah, Merlin men have always treated their women bad. And I was like, That's not an excuse. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like we'll simply just stop. And then I guess Jem does. He, so. Yeah, he Good breaks that line, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Since I've been on Archive of Our Own a lot recently, mm-hmm. I did look up to see if there was anything <laughs> under this book. Love it. And there are five results Love for it. this fandom. Uh, the pairing that's most popular is obviously Gem and Mary. So, like, really short. They're, like, one shots. It's, like, one chapter. Yep. Um, so, just so you know. And then the ships, obviously, Gem and Mary. Uh, Jerry or Mem. I like Mem. <laughs> Mem. <laughs> it's dumb. And, I like it. And I ship them. Um, they're the best couple, yeah, of the book. Mm-hmm. It's only really like two, three couples, but yeah. they're the best They couple. are the love story. Exactly. This book has everything. <laughs> romance, intrigue, murder. Lol. Horse thievery. You already said romance, and I just said love. <laughs> okay. Oh. Romance and love. I'm just imagining uh, Stefan saying these things to us. Oh, yes. <laughs> it has everything. Romance, love. Romance, love. <laughs> Almost sex, but not. But not. And then I did ship Mary with herself because of the beginning. She was like, I don't need anybody. I'm good on my own. That's fanciful that talk. So yeah. she's such like a very stable character. I really enjoyed her. She's probably an earth sign. Oh, probably. I'm Something saying that because I... I don't know. I agree with you, though. I trust you. <laughs> Something I notice in your retelling is there's a lot of her having to hide and just, like, self-contain and, like, mm-hmm. keep it together while things yes. are happening around her. Yes. And, you know, this is set in the 1820s, written in the 1930s, so, like, natch. So it's impressive that she does have agency and you know she, she's a strong character like you said exactly i was like i really like her daphne i like her a lot nice for joss and patience my favorite ship name is pass <laughs> that's a pass pass on them <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to pass um, yeah and then i guess that like mary and the vicar could be a couple, but I don't want them to. Um, he ha- like he has a name. I think his name is Francis Davy, but I just like to say the vicar. So Macar, but obviously. I want your child. 
There are wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, he's... Oh, I forgot to even tell you. He, uh, he's, like, a very smart dude. So he's, like, I thought that I would apply myself to, like, religious pursuits. Like, the church. And then he, like, says that he, like, got into, like, ancient druid stuff. He's, like, a very weird dude. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he just, like, right. mentions that. And Mary's just, like, kind of nodding. Like, I have to get out of here. Um... <laughs> It's so creepy. Wait, this is after his evil reveal? Uh, during his evil reveal. He's, like, telling her this. And she's like, I... That's such a funny time to mention that you got into ancient druids. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and by the way, I learned how to play chess this summer. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my God. And then... I also, there's not a name, but, like, Mary was talking about how Patience almost married this, like, farmer who was very wealthy, and I was like, I shipped them. He wouldn't have killed anybody. She would have been happy. Uh, so sad. Yeah. But that really bums me out. Patience deserves better. I know. Mary was really upset about it, because that was the whole reason she stayed, is because she wanted to save Patience. Yeah. So she did not succeed, and that is sad. And another thing about Patience... How do you feel about her name being Patience? Do you think it represents something? She had too much. <laughs> yeah. She was just I waiting. Think... She was just waiting for Joss to be as yeah. good as he was when they first got married. And did she genuinely believe that he could change and, and it wasn't just that, you know, she was stuck there? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she did think that maybe it would go back to normal, like maybe when yeah. they got older. Yeah. But, but yeah. It was oh, such a bummer. Not great. Not great. But I did really enjoy this book and the journey that it was. Like I said, I was reading it and I was literally like racking my brain along with Mary to be like, what is Joss doing? Um, and like, look, this is what I forgot to say. Patience would say stuff like the house reeked of evil, but then oh wouldn't gosh. elaborate. Wouldn't elaborate at all. So then Mary's just like. Mary's like, are you just referring to his farts? Like, like, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing? So, um, but like Joss, it sounds like Joss was plagued by what he was doing because he would get drunk all of the time and patients knew of what was happening because she didn't want to talk about it. So yeah. a terrible life. Uh, what did I, uh, no, notes from me. Jamaica Inn is a bar that Heathcliff probably would have gone to to scheme. Absolutely, yeah. And, and he would be kicked out. Yep, he would be kicked Violently. out and he would cause a fight. They, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Heathcliff versus Joss is a fight I would want to see. I would want Heathcliff to win, but I would want him to get beat up pretty well. Yes, 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 me. yes. Agree, agree. What about Rochester? Is he the referee? <laughs> yeah, Rochester would get beat up so quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the referee. He's just there being like, my forehead, it's so big. Look at my bare forehead. Are you not impressed? There's a brain in there. I'm so smart. I can pretend to be other people. Oh my gosh, he was such a weird dude too. But yeah, and like I said, comparing it to Rebecca, um, she's Mary is much more proactive uh, then Rebecca, yes. or not Rebecca, but the main character in Rebecca, yeah, who doesn't wife, even have yeah. a name. I mean, like, not that we all can be heroes or need to be heroes to that degree, but, like, they're truly yeah. very different. Yeah, she's a frustrating character. You want your protagonist to be protagonizing. You want them to yeah. move the plot forward. Yeah. She was just, like, having things happen to her. Yeah. Um, but yes, and then... To our pop culture hypotheticals. Uh, I was typing the first one. I was like, well, I guess where we would be in the story is not really pop culture, but we're just going to put it under that umbrella. We said the same thing last time. <laughs> and we need to rename the segment. We'll Let's just say hypotheticals. We could just say hypotheticals. There we go. Perfect. Hypotheticals. And we're cutting it all out. And we're going to hypotheticals next. Um, so the first one is where would we be in the story? Mm. And I I want to belong to, like, Mary's hometown. It just seemed very pleasant and nice, and everybody was kind to each other there. So just not in the story at all. Yeah, just, I'll the be there she when she eventually comes back 
when her and Jem, when she yeah. finally convinces Jem that it's time to be farmers now. Oh. That's okay. what I'm secretly That's hoping happens. Like, they okay. go gallivanting the world for a little bit, and then she's like, all right, and now it's time for you to, to be a farmer. <laughs> okay. They have their Jack and Rose adventure, and then they come back and settle. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But if this was a play, and I was trying out for this play, you know which character I would be? The vicar. <laughs> I would be his housekeeper. Oh. <laughs> Or Aunt Patience. I would be an old lady. <laughs> oh, is Aunt Patience old? She is, because Mary is like twenty in her Mary's early twenties. Died of yeah. heart issues, so she's at least in her forties, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Patience, I don't remember if she's older or younger, but so she's in there. Her and Jaws are both like forties. Mm. Okay, because I was picturing them as younger simply because. You said that uh, Mary met Joss, so I assumed oh, they had not no, been no. married. She did okay. not meet Joss. Um, okay, she already knew Joss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so you would be Mary's uh, gal pal next door. Yeah. Um, maybe her childhood friend, childhood mm-hmm. friend from her hometown. Yes. Hartford. Hartford, Connecticut? No. Uh, England. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot we were in England. Cornwall. Um, Cornwall. <laughs> Where would you be? <laughs> um, I would be the vicar. I just love the vicar character, obviously. It's so ridiculous that he's albino. I mean, I know that albino people exist and they're valid and they're normal people. But I know that that was just added to the story to be like, isn't he creepy? Yes, yes. He's, He's so supposed pale. to be like a ghost specter character. That's so terrible. Like, let albinos uh, live. Let them but, be. Yeah, I would I would be him. So I'm like, I, I, I don't even remember the voice anymore. <laughs> it's morphing. Beware of the coast, my child. Wolves hide there or something. I am the wolf. Yeah, I'm the walrus. Um, and the next one I put, I didn't really think it out very well. I was like, where's Spider-Man? Um, (laughs) (laughs) in the 1800s. Huh. Okay. In the 1820s. I was like, um, I don't know. Maybe he's part of the police force. I don't know. Maybe he's secretly Jim. Uh, maybe. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's something to ponder. Something to think Definitely about. Definitely something to think about. He's got sticky fingers. Yeah, exactly. There we go. It could it could be Jim. And the only thing why I'm saying it's not is because of the next thing that I put, like the pushing daisies rules. Would those work? And I don't think so. I don't think Jim could survive a touchless love. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't think he could do it. Touchless love. Mary probably could, but Jem could not. He. he yeah, could Mary not. obviously could. I. Well, I think <laughs> that Mary Mary is depriving herself on purpose because of some mm-hmm. sort of trauma or belief about love that she has in yeah. her brain. Yeah. Agree. Agree. I do. I think pushing daisies rules would work here based on what you told me yeah no yeah i don't think so yeah gem maybe for joss and patience in their later like when they know when mary knows them now because they obviously are not in love they're not at all (laughs) yeah they're not patience has her own room oh no yeah they do not i know not a great time and then lastly who would we either take a character from our flag means death and put them in the story um or who would we cast from our flag means death in the story which oh. is maybe the same thing uh, but either put these characters in our flag means yeah. death or vice versa yeah yeah uh, oh man i want taika waititi in here somewhere where can i put him because <laughs> i love him um what if he was the vicar i would love that <laughs> He could be the vicar, and Steed could be the squire, because the squire is rich. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And there would be, like, an unrequited love. Like, Steed would be into the creepy vicar. 
And creepy vicar would be like, I'm evil. Like, I have my own plans. Like, I have my own exactly. thing going on. Exactly. And then, and then at the very end, right? Yes. They would <laughs> sail to Spain. <laughs> or they would jump off a cliff together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mary would live with Mrs. Bassat and then live in the beautiful house. Absolutely. It would work out. I think Izzy would make a great leader for the Wreckers. Oh, um, yeah. Because he's been a pirate for so long and he's pretty oh, cutthroat. Yeah. So he I definitely exactly think, what do in there. yeah, like he obviously would be better at Joss than it. Like for real. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. He could be Joss. He could be cast yeah. as Joss. Do- Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm imagining like Joss is so tall and Izzy is so small. <laughs> <laughs> Contrast. It's what yeah. makes things interesting. He commands the room. He does. He does. Oh, his voice is just so interesting. I love it. Oh, I'm trying to think. There's, like, not a lot of room for silliness in this story. So I feel like not a lot of the other characters. Yeah, those are the only ones that I can fill in. Yeah. PH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. So, but I think that those work out. I think that those work but out. But hey, if any listeners have any suggestions about this thing that they definitely care about, then they should um, <laughs> comment, subscribe, like, rate. Fans of the Jamaica Inn and Our Flag Means Death crossovers. Let us yeah. know. <laughs> I'm a fan of the Jamaica Inn and I haven't even read it, so it's possible. It's fun. I do want to end up, like, either listening or watching one of the adaptations because I think there's, like, a mini series. I kind of want to watch it. Fun. Thank you. Thank you for uh, listening. And if you want to get in touch with us please don't bring down an inn to disrepair with your murdering and wrecking or be a creepy vicar criminal mastermind we will only accept eyes as bright as gem and you can find us on instagram at lit in love pod or you can email us kind suggestions and praise at lit in love pod at gmail.com thank you bye goodbye that's like like somebody's dying and then they come back for a last goodbye goodbye <laughs> that's beautiful that's him falling off the cliff